Hello and welcome to episode three, Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. How you doing today? I hope you're having a good one. Of course, Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw, a product of Fresh Road Media. Surf on over to freshroadmedia.com. Check out our various podcasts there. The Flagship, No Apology with Emily and Chris. And then, of course, this one. And then Chris's Teaching Ministry, Bible Idiots. Um, Emily's Blogs, we would really appreciate any donations were listener supported, and that is vital so that we can continue to put out this content to encourage the body of Christ. And now into episode three. We're talking about fear today. You know, we're not given a spirit of fear. It's in the Bible. I'm going to read that scripture for you here in just a minute. It's a tool from the enemy is what fear is. And what that tries to do is to get you scared and to make bad decisions And boy, have we seen a lot of that lately, I think. And we're going to play some various clips from various officials. Klaus will be on. We'll have some people from the UN. President Biden will be here. It's going to be a very exciting show as we dig into what is going on as really we have a communist revolution happening in our country right now. And the WEF's goal of by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy Well, you may own nothing, but you're not going to be happy about it. So how do we respond as Christians? We can't have a spirit of fear. If you are in Christ, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if your spirit is sealed with his spirit, don't fear. Keep looking up as I end each show. And the reason we do that is because we know that no matter what happens, we are God's forever. We have his promise on that. Jesus said he will not leave us nor forsake us until the end of the age. And though as we see the end uh, perhaps rapidly approaching, instead of having fear, we have trust and we get to encourage each other. So why am I bringing up these fearful things? So you can see what's going on and so that you can have discernment with what's going on because that spirit of fear is trying to take away your discernment. When they're using fear to push something, your red flag should be going up. That's <laughs> like, nope, this does not sound right to me. Uh, and we found that out through COVID, um, the way they locked us down. Now, at first, everyone was like, okay, this seems reasonable. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Well, that turned into two years. And then we had these uh, vaccines that were made in record time and people were getting the vaccine Um Again, because of fear, but at the same time, I don't blame people who did uh, because we didn't know exactly what was going on. And now we know in hindsight that the vaccines, even though they told us it would stop transmissions of the disease, it did the opposite. Uh, In fact, it's been shown through studies, the more boosters you have, the more likely you are to get COVID. Uh, It's kind of crazy. And of course, the vaccines did harm to people. Uh, we're seeing all kinds of statistics. We're seeing young people. There's, their rate of heart attacks has gone way up. What is that all about? Well, it certainly isn't good. And uh, they use the spirit of fear to take action that was not good for us, a lot of us. And we have to have discernment in these end times, but always keeping in mind that if you know Jesus, you're his forever and nothing can change that. So we should have joy and we should spread the good news 
because as we see the end rapidly approaching, we want more people to join us in heaven that don't yet know Jesus Christ. And that's one of the points of this show, right? To encourage you as a member of the body of Christ or to encourage you if you're not to get in the family. <laughs> Jesus is coming soon. And uh, even if you go to him before he comes back, you still need to be in Christ so that we can hang out forever in heaven. It's going to be a wonderful party up there. So let's start in with our scripture in for in Second Timothy, verse. Uh, we'll go six uh, in chapter one, verses six and seven. And of course, my mon- my camera's in the way, so let me stand up here. Uh, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, we don't have a spirit of fear because Jesus is our Savior forever and ever. But again, uh, Satan lies. That's what he does. I mean, that's his nature. And so as he lies and tries to get us afraid, we need to have discernment that maybe something is up. So during the pandemic, here's one good example from the leader of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. If not everybody is vaccinated, nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. So nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. Well, we found out again that was pretty much the opposite. In fact, many people who got vaccinated were harmed by the vaccine. Um, but they were putting out their scare tactics that if we don't get vaccinated, this could be really bad. Now, we had the Spanish flu 100 years ago. It took about two years for it to run its course. It certainly was tragic and millions of people's, people died, but it did run its course. We're two years past COVID now. COVID is not the threat, but we're starting to hear rumblings that there's a new strain out there. I'm just not buying into the fear. But here's Klaus again uh, talking about the vaccines, but there's something else on the horizon we need to be concerned about, apparently. In the coming years. But we also are at the tail end of the most serious health catastrophe of the last hundred years, COVID-19, and we have to reinforce our resilience against a new virus, possibly, or other risks which we have on the global agenda. We also have to address urgently the issue of climate change and all the other issues related to the preservation of nature. Did you hear that? I'll have to bump up the audio. So hopefully you did hear that. Um, He talked about COVID-19 and how that was urgent. And we have to be vigilant against future strains. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And then he made the pivot to climate change. And you've been hearing it all over the news all summer long. Climate change, climate change, climate change. We're going to debunk that. Uh, but at the same time, sort of reveal what their agenda there is. Again, Satan lying to you, trying to cause fear. In fact, the UN Secretary General, who's working also with the World Economic Forum, here's what the Secretary General has to say about that. The evidence is everywhere. Humanity has unleashed destruction. This must not inspire despair, 
but action. We can still stop the worst, but to do so, we must turn a year of burning heat into a year of burning ambition and accelerate climate action now. Climate action now. You know, it's kind of like when you're watching infomercials late at now, but wait, there's more. If you order now, they're trying to make you make a bad decision to order something. Uh, they're putting that time pressure on you. So again, if we don't do something about climate change, things are eminently getting worse. Just look how hot it was this summer. We'll get into that here in just a second. Um, now, what's really going on behind this, um, this spirit? It's really strange, but Ted Turner is famous for saying that the world population should be eh, around 500 million, which means 7.5 billion of you have to have to have to go. I don't think Elon has enough spacecraft to get us to Mars. Not all 7.5 billion of you. So you're expendable. You got to go. And uh, we have another quote here from a famous person. Check this out. Being used for cattle and growing grain for the billions of animals that we keep in our intensive farms. And then finally, we cannot, we cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there, were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. Oh, my goodness. That's Dr. Goodall, famous for hanging out with uh, chimpanzees and apes. <laughs> anyway, so she thinks that we should go back to the population of about 500 years ago, which was around 500 million people. So, again, 7.5 million billion of you, 7.5 billion of you have got to go. <laughs> uh, no matter CO2 is rising. No doubt about that. We've been measuring it. CO2 is rising. You know, that's actually good news. You know what CO2 is? It's plant food. And what we've seen with the rise of CO2 is we've seen a greening up of the earth and we've seen an increase in food production and yields. Humans thrive when CO2 goes up. Life on planet earth thrives when CO2 goes up. Climate does not change that much. When CO2 goes up, and we'll show that here. I know I keep teasing it. We're getting to that. All right. But I just want to remind you that Satan goes around like a, a roaring lion. So uh, cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Satan wants to scare you. Satan lost at the cross. Jesus rose again. He took the keys of death and hell and defanged our adversary, Satan. But he can still go around roaring. He still affects things on the earth. He's still in charge here on the earth, and that's going to come to an end soon when Jesus comes back to judge the nations. Another good reason to get into the body of Christ if you're not already. Um, and so even though Satan goes around roaring, he's basically toothless because nothing can separate us from the love of God. But what lions do when they hunt, the males hang out in the bushes and they roar and they chase the prayer, the prey to the females 
who take it down, bring it home for dinner, and then the whole pride gets to chow down. So don't fall for Satan's, uh, you know, tactics to scare us. Again, use that discernment. We don't have a spirit of fear. So what's it been like this summer? Yeah, it's been hot in a few places. And the news, which is really just propaganda now because they seem to share all the same spirit of Antichrist. So the news propaganda for the globalists, and they're all singing off the same page. So let's check this out from Epoch, Epoch, Epic Times. We'll go with Epic Times, even though that's Epoch to me. But anyway, environmentalists ignore the winter while hyping up summers to maintain their climate narrative, expert claims. So the ongoing narrative presenting the current hot temperatures across the world as something alarming is ludicrous, according to Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of the national nonprofit advocacy group Power the Future, who insists that environmental activists are hyping up heat events, you think? <laughs> Earlier this month, Christopher Hewitt, director of climate services at the Meteorologic World Meteorological Organization, said the world is in uncharted territory as the organization reported record-breaking temperatures. However, in a July 19th era interview with Joshua Phillip on Epic TV's Crossroads, Mr. Turner called such claims laughable. Mr. Turner's organization uh, advocates in Washington for American energy jobs. He pointed out that very long ago when the Sahara Desert was an ocean, oh, there was a worldwide flood, wasn't there? The world's average temperature was about 30 degrees hotter than it is currently. Um, there were no humans that caused that. It was just the natural earth cycle, he said. So the environmentalists are all up in arms that we're 1.2 to 1.8 degrees Celsius warmer than we were 150 years ago. That's really kind of a negligible number when you look at the billions of years that the earth has been around. Well, first of all, the earth's been around about 6,000 years. Uh, but I understand where he's coming from. And in those 6,000 years, we've had two warm periods that are warmer than the one currently. We had the medieval warm period, warmer than it is now. We had the Roman war, uh, warm period when Jesus was walking around the earth. It was warmer than the medieval warm period. And that's just in the last 2,000 years. We've had two other er eras that were warmer than it is now. And uh, I don't know, I've read my Bible. They were mostly walking around in sandals. There's not a whole lot of uh, SUVs in the Bible. Now, the disciples were all in one accord. So apparently there were cars. You've probably heard that joke before. I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. Um, but no SUVs in the Bible. So we had a warmer period in the medieval warm period, a warmer period in the Roman war per war warm period. And we had the mini ice age. Uh, during the di uh, Dark Ages leading up and even into the American Revolution. When you see that painting of Washington crossing the Delaware with chunks of ice in the river on Christmas Eve, um, it was cold back then. Uh, we had solar minimums, climates driven by solar, uh, by solar, by the sun. There's lots of evidence for that, not driven by CO2. And we're just warming up out of that mini ice age that happened I don't know, about 400 years ago, 500 years ago. So we're still warming up from the mini ice. We should be warming up. We want to warm up at least a little bit. Now, some places this summer have been hot, but not all. In fact, not most. In fact, check this out. This is from Joe Bestardi on Twitter. 
Uh, this was from August 19th, so six days ago, about a week ago. Uh, shocking map given what has been pushed all summer, last 60 days, the heat of summer, most of the U.S. has been at or below normal. As big a shock as finding out that 230 billion trees take out as much CO2 than U.S. emits in a year. Misinformation media never tells all sides of the story. This is showing the last 60 days as of a week ago across the United States, the hot spots, southeastern Arizona, most of New Mexico, most of Texas, Louisiana, southern Mississippi, and the boot heel of Alabama. The cool spots, California, Nevada, Idaho, Utah, most of Montana, Wyoming, most of Colorado, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, northern and western Kansas, most of Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, northern Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, parts of Michigan, Kentucky, Tennessee, northern Mississippi, northern Alabama, northern Georgia, South Dakota, North Dakota, Western Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Southern New York, all below average the last 60 days. You wouldn't know it by watching the news, would you? In fact, it's worse than that. Um, it was hot in Phoenix this year, above average temperatures and a nice run of 110 degrees. It's not fun. I lived in Phoenix. It's not fun. I mean, it, it's hot there. And guess what? The governor... Governor Hobbs declared an emergency, a heat emergency, of course, after the the heat wave broke. Um, And you know what they're going to get? They're going to get federal money. You know what they're going to spend it on? Who knows? (laughs) But, you know, the Biden administration is going to share that with their blue, their blue buddies there in Arizona. And of course, there's a dispute on that on that uh, election in Arizona and Maybe we'll save that for another show. So it's just a big mess. And it's a bunch of lies. Check this out. What does global warming do, apparently, that they claim? Well, extreme weather, of course. You know, even if it's colder than average, it's still global warming. What we're seeing is extreme weather. So let's take a look at this chart. As CO2 has been going up, by the way, CO2 is 420 parts per million currently. In other words, 0.042% of the atmosphere. Let me repeat that. 0.042% of the atmosphere. Now, when I was a kid in the 70s, it was about 100 parts per million less. But it's uh, minuscule compared to all of the atmosphere. So let's take a look at violent tornadoes. Since 1950, EF3 and above. Well, those peaked in the 70s. And we've been pretty steady until about, I'd say, 10 years ago. And we've seen a drop off of violent tornadoes. What about global hurricanes? Well, steady as she goes, there has been really negligible change in global hurricanes since the 80s. And uh, just another thing to show you that really nothing is going on because CO2 has increased, except again, the greening of the earth. And higher plant yields, higher crop yields, which is good for humanity. Check this out from this summer. Despite all the hype you may have seen on the news, this is a really cool one. This is the number of stations in the United States reaching 95 degrees at this point in the summer. So this is about a week old. And this peaked in the 1930s. In the 1930s, by mid-August, 
about more than 85% of the reporting stations in the United States had reported 95 degrees or warmer. Look at this year, and the trend's been going down ever since the 30s. This year, um, I think 2020 is where this ends. No, this year, we were below 60%. Below 60%. The, the, the mean trend line has been going on, uh, going down. Now, year by year, there's, there's variance there. But this year, um, one, two, three, it's the fourth lowest since about 1990. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's only been three other years since 1990 that had fewer stations report, not yet report 95 degrees by this point in the summer. I hope that made sense. In other words, it's been kind of cool pretty much everywhere. Now, I live in Iowa and we have had a wonderful summer. It's been in the 80s pretty much all summer long. We had a few days in the 70s, had a couple days in the 60s. Now, last week was hot. <laughs> yes, it was. It got a miserable out there. Dew points near 80? Get out of town. And temperatures in the 90s. So, yeah, it was it was very uncomfortable. Today's the last day of that. And then we're back in the 80s next week, maybe some 70s. So it's been a cool summer for most of the United States this year, despite what you might have heard on the propaganda news. Now, we could use more CO2. This map shows that. And this is a similar, this is from Patrick Moore. Patrick Moore is awesome. He's a scientist, I believe in Canada. Um, his whole thing is, hey, if, if CO2 drops too far, plants die. And that's dangerous because plants, you know, cows eat plants and we eat cows. And a lot of people eat plants too. So um, whether you eat plants directly or whether you eat the animals that eat the plants, we need plants or we're in big trouble. Now, so CO2 has been going up, so certainly is good news. Well, look at the percentage of days above 100 degrees. Again, peaking in the 30s, we had about 5% of the days above 100 degrees in the 30s. Where are we now? Well, right now we're less than 2%. So less than half of the percentage of days above 100 degrees compared to the peak in the 1930s. So again, CO2 has been steadily increasing that whole time. One reason that CO2 increases, yeah, we're putting some CO2 in the atmosphere, no doubt about that. But you know what happens when, when the Earth starts cooling off? The, the oceans emit CO2. They let it go. And when the Earth gets cool, they soak it up. Uh, so it's more a factor of what the oceans are doing with CO2 releasing or absorbing than it is about what we're putting into the atmosphere. And again, CO2 is plant food. It's good news. We want more CO2. So there's no need to be alarmed. When, uh, when the EPA declared CO2 a pollutant, it was a big fat lie. That's what that was. Now, this one's really funny. This exposes the media for the propagandists that they are. This is a collage of newspaper um, headlines from around the world. <laughs> And apparently everywhere in the world is warming faster than everywhere else in the world, which is odd. But let me just read some of these. Britain warming faster than average. Mountains are warming twice as fast as the rest of the world. Why Singapore is heating up twice as fast as the rest of the world. China warming faster than the global orm, uh, average. IPCC says Europe has been warming faster than the global average. 
Temperature in Finland rising faster than anywhere in the world, study says. Weather Service, South Africa warming faster than the global average trend. Russia warming faster than the rest of the planet. Canada warming at twice, twice the global rate. Leaked report finds. Well, good investigative work there. Adirondacks warming faster than the global average. Sweden temperature rising more than twice as fast as the global average. It's just laughable. Um, it's just laughable. And, you know, thank goodness we have this worldwide technology of the internet that can be used for good and bad. Someone used it for real good right there, exposing the truth and the liars. So, you know, we just laugh and we point out their hypocrisy and we stand for the truth and we stand against their evil plans, certainly, because the things they are planning is they want to use global warming, hype and fear and scare tactics to get people to go along with their plans to take away your car, to get you to stop eating meat and dairy, to kill the cows. Um, it's evil. We'll talk more about the cows here in just a very second. So they've been making these predictions for a long time, since the first Earth Day in 1970, when they started uh, spouting their gloom and doom. Uh, here's John Kerry speaking to Congress in 2009. Dun, dun, dun. But sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. In five years, we'll have the first Arctic ice-free summer. He said that in 2009 to Congress. It's 2023. The ice right now in the Arctic... Uh, at least earlier, I think I haven't checked it lately, but it was above the average for the last 30 year average. So Arctic ice is going strong. So was Antarctic ice, a prediction that was so wrong. Uh, we have more. Hang on. We have more. Here's the UN in 1989. This is the UN. A senior UN environmental official says entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth. By rising sea levels, if the global warming trend is not reversed by the year 2000, dun, dun, dun. Are you scared yet? Are you worried about global warming? No, you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about your response to global warming. It seems to me you want to take away all of my freedoms for plant food. I'm not happy about that. And they've been, you know, so I'm just going to say this. I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble on YouTube or not. But what we're witnessing right now, I always say this because it's true, it's the spirit of Antichrist leading to the actual Antichrist. Now, how they're doing that, this looks a lot like a communist revolution in our country right now. Just all of the headlines that are going on, the Trump indictments, just, I mean, just a mess out there. Uh, and on all kinds of fronts, you know, what's going on with the LBGTQ2, all that agenda, um, it's just evil on all sides and woe to you who call evil good and good evil, which is what we're seeing right now. And in the days of Noah, that's what they were doing. And uh, Jesus said that when he comes back, it's going to be like the days of Noah. So can it get worse? Yeah, it can. Um, I'm not saying Jesus is coming back this minute, but he could. Uh, but also God is patient and he's not slow in keeping his promises. He's patient willing that all would come to repentance. And so honestly, as much as I would like to go home today, I'm willing to wait um, for God's timing because I have friends and family who aren't saved yet. 
and I would like to give them more time to come around. And I rejoice in the ones that are, and we do ache to go home, but I'm okay for waiting for a while um, while God brings more people into the kingdom. And so this communist revolution, let me get sorry, a little sidetracked there. I get passionate about that, though. So just um, to, you know, continue what I was talking about, the communist revolution, they play the long game, man. And they've been indoctrinating kids for a very long time. And do you remember Al Gore and his movie Inconvenient Truth that was played for our kids that are now in their 30s and 40s while they were growing up? telling them the severe consequences of global warming that are coming if we don't take action. And that indoctrination, when you learn that as a kid, it's really hard to knock you off of that, um, you know, off of, off of what the truth is in your own mind. So a lot of millennials believe that global warming is real and they're going to have less resistance to all of these um, policy nonsense as a result. In fact, we've seen that. You know, policy nonsense has been going on, uh, partly because a lot of people believe that it's a problem. Now, not as many as the press would have you believe, but Al Gore is a big part of that problem. Well, Al Gore has his own predictions that have not gone so well. Oh, he won the Nobel Peace Prize back in 2007, by the way. Now, in 2006, he predicted that the glaciers would be gone out of, off of Mount Kilimanjaro, guess what? They're still there. And he also predicted in 2008, a year before Kerry did, that the sea ice in the north, the Arctic Oceans, would be completely free of ice. And that has not happened yet either. They keep lying. And their, their scare tactics keep not coming true. But they're going to keep at it because... You know, they want to enslave us, basically. I don't know why. It's like watching a Saturday morning cartoon and you've got, I don't know, is it Pinky in the Brain or whatever? You got some evil genius who wants to rule the world. Why do you want to rule the world? Who cares? Man, let people live. So God is for freedom. He gives us free choice. He gives us our own individual sovereignty. But Satan, at the end of the book in Revelation, Satan... Uh, inhabits the beast and he demands, demands that he be worshipped. Satan wants to be worshipped. Some people worship him, very few. He's going to demand that everyone worship him. That's what he wants. And that's kind of the opposite of freedom, don't you think? And so I think that's why. And that's what's going on. Spirit of Antichrist leading to the actual Antichrist because Satan wants to be worshipped. And not only that, along the way, he uh, hates Christians because we represent God on the earth and that's our enemy. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But let me remind you, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, I was praying about this this morning too, and I pray about this often. Um, and it's really changed my life uh, since I quit whining and complaining. I was really convicted about whining and complaining too much. Israel's an example of why we shouldn't do that. And I purposed in my heart to stop doing that. Have I stopped 100%? Well, maybe not 100%, but, but I've been really conscious of it, and I've done much better. And at the same time, 
I felt like the Spirit of the Lord was telling me to just pray to have a heart like David um, when he faced Goliath, you know, the way he stepped up and just was so firm saying, who is this uncircumcised threatening the threatening the armies of God? So who are these spirit of Antichrist threatening the armies of God? <laughs> we need to stand strong and be bold and not be afraid because Jesus is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Now, might we face earthly consequences as a result? I don't know, maybe, but we shouldn't fear that. We need to stand for the truth. And again, we need to get people into the kingdom um, because people need to know the good news. Just love them back to life. What do you think? All right. President Biden was on the Weather Channel. He went to Arizona to go down to the border to wait. Oh, he didn't go to the border? No, he didn't go to the border. He went to the Grand Canyon. You know why? Because it's real pretty there. And it's cooler than Phoenix by a lot. So it wasn't as hot. And he was there to talk about climate. Of course he was. And he was uh, interviewed on the Weather Channel just a week or two ago. Let's check that out. Are you prepared to declare a national emergency with respect to climate change? We've already done that. National we've conserved more land. We've moved in. We've rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. We've passed a $368 billion climate control facility. We're, we're, we're moving. It's the, it is the existential threat to humanity. So you already... So it's the existential threat to humanity. We have to act now. He's effectively already declared a climate emergency. Why? He got us back in the Paris Accords. The Paris Climate uh, Accords that Trump got us out of. You know why Trump got us out of it? Because according to the Paris Climate Deal, um, it would cost the United States trillions of dollars for no benefit, and it would uh, would not cost China anything. And they're the worst polluter in the world, along with India. It was just it was just a way to redistribute wealth across the country. These are communists that we're dealing with. Communism hasn't changed. Satan hasn't changed his tactics. So Biden says, well, effectively, we've already declared a climate emergency. But uh, guess what? Um, he may be getting ready to declare an actual climate emergency. This is from Slay, Slay.com. Biden close to declaring climate emergency to ration gas, electricity and meat. According to this article, Joe Biden close to signing an executive order to declare climate emergency, granting the Democrat president sweeping new powers to enforce lockdowns or other tyrannical measures in order to save the planet from global warming. A, a public policy think tank is warning, according to the Heartland Institute. Love those guys. The signs are there that Biden will declare a climate emergency that would see gas rationing, restrictions on electricity use and limits on air travel. Oh, boy. The move would also place limits on meat and dairy consumption in order to meet the net zero goals of the globalist green agenda. The Heartland Institute says insiders have revealed that the Biden administration has been working with the United Nations to, to prepare for the authoritarian restrictions. Net zero. You may have heard about that in the news. Net zero is what they're working on at the U.N., for the whole world, we're basically zero carbon emissions. Because again, we can't have more plant food in the atmosphere. And so 
if we do go towards net zero, and trust me, that's what they're doing, um, at least with words, um, it's going to be devastating. It's going to be the new COVID. Uh, there will be lockdowns, restrictions, and travel. Uh, that's where they want to take us. Uh, the WEF has already talked about people shouldn't own cars. They're talking about 15-minute cities where you would take mass transit or have everything you need within a 15-minute walk. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Like my dad lives in Montana. I'm going to go see him in October. I'm going to drive. Well, if they initiate these plans, that's not going to be possible. How would you like rolling blackouts to save some electricity? Well, that sounds like fun, especially if it's hot or if it's cold. That's going to kill way more people than this, your alleged climate change that you're talking about. <sighs> Tedious. But again, don't fear. God's got you. Let's take a look at this article from, again, Epic Times. This one's fun. Bill Gates is hopeful that fake meat products, plant-based alternatives, will eventually be very good. Because right now they're very bad. Uh, Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates has said that he believes that fake meat products will eventually be, will be very good option for consumers, noting that most people will be unlikely to turn to a vegan or plant-based diet in the future. Um, yeah, most people don't want to go vegan. Uh, we like our steaks. In fact, I've just gotten on the carnivore diet again. And meat, uh, particularly from ruminant animals, is the most nutrient-dense food on the planet, and it's bioavailable. Whereas plants might have nutrients, but they also have anti-nutrients. It's a whole nother show. Uh, Gates made the comments during his annual Ask Me Anything session on the social news website Reddit. There are companies making beef in new ways. Oh my gosh. Why don't you just have a cow who turns grass into meat? Anyway, uh, they're working on uh, they're working on still using cows, but reducing methane emissions. So cows that don't fart, I guess. Um, I've backed a number of innovations in this space, including Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods and Memphis Meats. I think eventually these products will be very good, even though their share is small today, he added. So, yeah, I mean, they want us to eat bugs. They've already floated that idea in the press. And I think that's one way they want to go to provide a source of protein. Um, and they just don't want us eating cows. And and because of the methane and, and the emissions from cows, so they claim, is causing the planet to warm up. Well, guess what? You know, when Lewis and Clark were going across the Great Plains on their way to Oregon uh, before the Oregon Trail started, and uh, Native Americans were hunting bison, buffalo, there were millions, like I don't, something like 100 million buffalo across the Great Plains of the United States. We don't even have a fraction of that many cows in the United States. And global warming was not a problem. In the times of Lewis and Clark and before, I mean, we just had natural variability. Like I said, warm period and medieval warm period, the Roman warm period. We had the mini ice age back in the 16, 1700s. And uh, we're warming up from that right now. And But they want to kill your cows. And here's one. This is really fascinating. When I saw this clip, I was like, I got to share this with you guys. Talking about Saturday morning cartoons. And you've got these evil scientists doing stuff. We've, we've heard all kinds of stuff about the vaccine, right? 
And I don't know if they would add this to a vaccine or how they would deliver this, but listen to this crazy plan. So I'll give two examples. So one is that uh, people eat too much meat, right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption on meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. Uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people, they may be willing to, but they sort of, they have a weakness of will. They say, wow, this, this steak is just too juicy. I can't do it. I, I'm one of those, by the way. So, you know, but so here's the thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about, so there, we have these intolerance to, uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance. I'm, uh, and there's, some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. And there's actually analogs of this in life. There's this thing called the long star tick, where if it bites you, you will become allergic to meat. Uh, I can sort of describe <laughs> You hear that? They want to make you allergic to meat, perhaps. I mean, it's just an idea. I don't know what their plans may or may not be with this. Maybe it'll be part of the vaccines that your kids get so they can go to school. I mean, they keep adding to that. Like when I was a kid, uh, you get, we got three. I think it was mumps, rubella, measles was one shot. One was polio, I think, or, or chicken pox, whatever, whatever the pox one was. And um, yeah, that was about it. Now, I've, I was talking to someone, they have little kids, and there's something like 30 vaccines you have to get now to go to school, and it's not good. It's not good. Even just regular vaccines um, have not been good for people's health, and studies are starting to show that. So I don't know. Are they going to add the allergic to meat shot or hide it in something? I don't know. I, I was just thought that was really crazy that a scientist was actually sitting on a panel and said that out loud. These are wild times we live in. Um, speaking of net zero, and I think we were, uh, this is from a, a tweet from Twitter back on the 10th of August and with a headline, apparently in Ireland, farmers have been asked by the government to start slaughtering both meat and dairy cows. They have moved their target to 20% of the herd. A new report shows they would have to cull up to 1.3 million cattle to meet the demands. And the headline is, Ireland would need to call up to 1.3 million cattle to reach climate targets. So again, this is about warming up our planet by getting rid of our cooling off the planet, I guess, or getting rid of all the volatility we're seeing out there, like the lowering, you know, fewer uh, hurricanes and tornadoes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or higher crop yields. We can't have that. And we certainly can't have people drinking raw milk and eating meat, which is, the best thing for you. It's almost like they want us sick or something. I don't know. Cause that's going to, you think that's going to drive prices up for meat and for milk? Hang on. I need a drink of water. Ah, thank you. I'm recording, but I'm acting like it's live. So I don't want to edit or anything. All right. So where's all this leading? Well, I think we can see the writing on the wall. So the WEF has their plans. The UN is going along with that. The 2030 targets where they basically want to take over. And it's what I've been saying all along in the natural. It's ESG, your environmental, social justice, government score, plus the digital dollar, central bank digital currencies, plus the national ID or a global ID. You could add artificial intelligence into the mix, perhaps. All of that ends up to a loss of freedom. They will have complete control, particularly with the digital money 
as we saw in episode one of this podcast, they'll be able to program that money. They'll be able to restrict you from buying meat, from buying gas, from buying whatever it is they don't want you to buy. The money will have an expiration date, perhaps. You're not going to have a savings. You're not going to have freedom to move around. This is These are the plans that they're stating pretty much openly. Um, so I'm, I don't feel like I'm making stuff up. Now, will they succeed? I pray not. Um, I've certainly read Revelation, and Revelation doesn't mention this podcast anywhere <laughs> that we saved the day. Um, I do see Jesus saying in Matthew 24 that all, is, all these things must happen, but the end is not yet. And so while the end is not yet, what do we do? Do we fear? No, we don't fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. We have faith in God because he loves us and he will protect us. And, you know, he was with the disciples. He protected them. And 11 out of the 12 died horrible deaths uh, for him. I'm not saying you're going to have to die a horrible death for Jesus. I'm not saying you won't either. But what I am saying is we trust God no matter what, because God is trustworthy and we are his forever. And also throughout the Bible, you know, when Israel is being attacked here and attacked there, God shows up and we see some really cool miracles. Will we see some really cool miracles in this day and age? Uh, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? I think it would. I think it would. So I, I, I want to include this warning and we'll have shows in the future um, about, you know, the pre-trib rapture versus mid-trib versus end, of, end trib versus pan trib, which is where we should all be. So it's all going to pan out, but I tend to be pre-tribulation rapture and there are reasons for that. And if we all disappear and they blame it on the aliens um, and you're left behind famously from the movies and the books, don't take the mark of the beast. And if there's not a pre-trib rapture and we're here for the mark, don't take the mark of the beast uh, Revelation 16, 16, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So don't take the mark of the beast. Um, 1 John 4. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect fear casts out, perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Isn't that beautiful? When we were still enemies with God, he saved us. He sent his son. You know, the law, it is said, uh, demands a payment. Jesus came to fulfill the law. You may have heard that. I remember when I first heard that, I was like, well, what does that mean? To fulfill the law? Well, to fulfill the law is either the law demanded a payment and the wages of sin are death. And so to fulfill the law, Jesus died. So you wouldn't have to. So I wouldn't have to. And we're made alive in Christ because of his sacrifice for us. It's a brilliant plan by God because, because God's brilliant. You know, he's, he is righteous. 
That's his, that's part of who he is. He can't change that. He has to judge sin, but he's also love and he loves us. He created us for relationship. And so how is he going to reconcile those two things? Well, he reconciled that through his son, Jesus. And now we have the ministry of reconciliation to bring others to him. Kind of like Andrew, you know, Andrew's not sitting there on Twitter all day arguing. That would be me. Um, Andrew's like, Hey, I think I found the Messiah. Come, come with me. Come on. He just brought him to him. So we're just pointing you in that direction. If you don't yet know Jesus, I would highly recommend it. Now here's my final word on global warming. Um, do I believe, uh, they're going to try and shut us down and they're going to try and accomplish all these evil plans? I do believe that. Um, I am praying hard that president Trump doesn't go to jail and I'm praying hard that, uh, if president Trump is the next president or someone like him, that, uh, we would have, you know, when president Trump got elected the first time I said, wow, God's given us more time. He's given us another chance. And then what God did was not only gave us another chance, we had prosperity like we've never seen before, but he also used President Trump to lift the veil on the deep state, on the evil that's been going on. So God used President Trump to reveal that. So now my prayer is that we would have a revival in the land, that we would repent, that God would heal our land, and that he would give us more time. Um, Even though we know these things must happen before he returns. So um, God's patient. He's not willing that any, he's not willing that any would, you know, he's willing that all would come to repentance or I spit it out. All right. My final word on global warming is this, because it's in the Bible. Genesis 8.22 says this, this is right after the flood, right after the flood. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night, shall not cease. Is it hot out? It's probably summer. Winter's coming. It's going to get cold, especially here in Iowa. (sighs) So don't fear. Trust God no matter what we must go through. I hope you enjoyed that little, I don't know if it was a half rant, half encouragement. (laughs) I don't know. Let me know what you think. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment or on Rumble. If If I put this on Rumble, I think I should if I didn't. And also, you know, go to freshroadmedia.com. Check out all of our podcasts there. Again, the flagship, No Apology with Emily and Chris. I'm the news director there. And I do believe we're going to be talking about 15-minute cities um, on our next episode just next week. So you don't want to miss that. And you can catch up on previous episodes. And we are listener-supported. We would appreciate any gifts that uh, the Lord leads you to provide to Keep us going so that we can put out good content to encourage you in the body of Christ. And I just appreciate you too. Um, Thank you again for tuning in. And even though it's the spirit of Antichrist leading to the actual Antichrist, as we approach the, those days, maybe sooner rather than later, we don't know for sure, uh, but encourage each other with these words. And don't forget, always keep looking up.